it gets going. Good. Oh, there we go. Oh, mine's still saying setting up. Oh, it's live. Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> it's Angie Atkinson, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lise Colucci. Lise, welcome back. Thank you. Always my pleasure. Um, so, <laughs> so today we thought we would talk about age gaps and narcissists and what that looks like in a relationship. Now we are, our mod squad should be on their way and we're a little later than we expected. We had a couple technical difficulties, but here we are. So, hey, Chris is mod squad member number one. Thank you for being here. And Darlene, hey everybody. All right, so today we're talking about narcissists who are involved with people who are at least 10 years older or younger than themselves um, and, and what that looks like and why they do that and all kinds of good stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, Lise, do you want to get us started? Hmm. Well, I seem to have so many people talk to me who are in situations that uh, where the narcissist is a, is probably fifteen years or more older than them, mm-hmm. um, and there seems to be a theme that runs through it of control. Um, taking over like a, like a father or like, this is when it's a male narcissist with a female, this is what I see the most often. So I'll just talk from there, but like taking over a parent role in that person's life, being safe and secure. And then, and then all the narcissistic stuff happens. And so it's super confusing and super like, what did I just step into financially mm-hmm. controlling, um, really controlling, you know, that it seems to be, um, that seems to be what happens. I think now you see this, we do see this both ways. For example, um, you were talking mostly about the older narcissist, right? right? And there are situations where, in fact, I just watched a movie last night that reminded me of this. Um, There are situations also where the narcissist can be younger, wait a minute, older, right? Right. Younger, the narcissist is younger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, significantly younger, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, for example, I watched that movie called, I don't remember the title, but, and it may or may not be a true story, it's hard to tell, but it featured the Eileen Warnos, the, the female homicidal uh, serial killer person. Um, she had um, murdered a lot of men back in like the, between the 80s and the 90s or something like that. Anyway, she ended up, of course, being one of the first females to be executed. Wow. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard of her? Um, she was the, the person who they featured in the movie Monster, where mm-hmm. um, Charlize Theron actually looked unattractive in the movie, which was shocking because she's so beautiful in real life. Um, but this was a story that she had told somebody right before she passed, Eileen Warnos, and she was she. There's a record that she had married this man when she was like in her early twenties or late teens, and the man was like a quite quite like he was in his probably seventies, and she was only like I said, very young. <laughs> they were probably 50 years apart or something. And she tried to steal all his money and she ran him and tried to, you know, separate him from his daughter. It was really ugly. And that's, that's probably one of the, but she was also a very messed up person in a lot of ways. But did you, did you happen to know about that? I, story? I didn't know. I don't know this story. Yeah. Well, anyway, that, that happened. And then <laughs> that wasn't my story, obviously, but uh, my, my first husband, I was eight years younger his second wife was 10 years older his third wife he was the same age as her damn father <laughs> okay mm-hmm. and um yeah it's it's a horrible a horrible situation so yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um yeah so what so should we just jump right in the chat i mean the thing is what i agree with you i think it's a lot about control um, a lot of times when you have a, a, especially a female but even you know, they're a little gigolo narcissists. Oh yeah. There's I've and often it's like, or not often. Um, I know of stories where the person was the narcissist was younger by about, again, about 15 years Mm -hmm. than the survivor. They, it was a male narcissist and a female survivor. So she was the older one, always making it about her age, always making her feel bad that or making her feel like well you know I'm with you mm-hmm. in other words I could be with young women yeah. and you know always using that age as a as a way to keep control of her to keep her feeling bad about herself to you know manipulate the situation mm-hmm. over and over 
And then, you know, when he left, so when he discarded, what's the first thing she thinks? I'm too old. I'm too, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's those... money. Another one that used for money it was like, a, like you said, like a gigolo situation, like a young or, or sugar daddy kind of, you know, if it's a female, whatever you want to call it. It was, uh, yeah, using, yeah. using for, um, to have what yeah. what age brings yeah. which is security stability financial hopefully you know like often a better financial yeah. position than people their own age mm -hmm. status yeah it's totally my my sister's ex left her for a, a woman who is much older who has now passed and who left him all of her stuff and <laughs> it's a messed up situation but that's mm -hmm. all i to say about that um, <laughs> well, and that, it's also like not to say, of course, there can be healthy situations where there's age gaps. Of but, course, and well, there are, Maybe. and there's tons, yeah. But but when there's a narcissist, it is a form of deception that that gets people either where they're vulnerable. Well, it gets people where they're vulnerable. Either they're vulnerable mm -hmm. because they're older and they're thinking, oh, this younger person's attracted to me, and there's a sensitivity. Or they're mm -hmm. younger and they're vulnerable through naivety, mm -hmm. through their needs. You know, a, a lot of times when it's people I've spoken to, they have some serious abandonment or 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 hurt or whatever around their a narcissistic parent, and so yes. they, they, you know, it it makes sense why it fits, but um, it's predatory, is what I'm getting at. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and that's the part that scares from either side. Right. right. Well, yeah, male or female, yeah, yeah. and young or male old. or female, young or old, right. <laughs> Right. The age gap offers them an additional way to manipulate. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. Right. And you'll see young ladies with daddy issues. Forgive me for saying that word. I hate that word, but you know what I'm talking about, y'all. Um, or, or people who feel that that way will admit it. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, I do have that going on. Yes. And when that is a, 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 a not narcissist, if it's a non-narcissist person, and then the narcissist can easily become sort of put themselves in a weird parental space mm -hmm. even though they're doing all the other weird stuff <laughs> and so that like you said they they're easily controlled sometimes oh, and, yeah. and, right and like you mentioned before it's either about you know i i'm i'm older i i know better i'll take care of you whether you like it or not and or <laughs> it's about i'm younger i'm hotter i have more going on all the younger people also want me yeah. So like, you know what I mean? so yeah, right. like, yeah, you better step up and give me all the stuff and do all right. the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. I know it's, hey, and people can't see that they're being manipulated because they've been, they're being also groomed yes. through, you know, whatever it is they need. The narcissist yes. is giving them in the beginning to, to groom yes. it. Absolutely. Uh -huh. oh, okay. Well, like for instance, like somebody was telling me about, you know, at first he made me feel really intelligent. Here I am like 18 years younger than, than them. And, um, we had intelligent conversations. We were on the same level. They listened to my opinions. They even took my opinions to work meetings and like told me about it. And they like really, and then over a course of a year or so slowly devalued that intelligence into your stupid I don't care what you say. Oh, yeah. And so they they made them in the beginning feel like you're equal, you're equal to me, you know, built them up using things that young people might be insecure about, like, can I hold my own in a room full of people 20 years older than me intellectually right. with, with less life experience? That's a, that's going to make someone uncomfortable, right? And and they make them feel great about it. And then suddenly it's like, you're just you're just a dumb kid. What do you know? I know. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And the, it's yeah, really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you been in an age gap relationship before? No, not like that. I mean, right. I guess eight years, but not yeah, eight years was it for me too. Yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I guess that's a gap, but it's not like we're talking yeah. about here. I mean, I'm mostly what I'm seeing when I, when I run across this is it's like 15 years or more. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I've seen that same, and I've also seen, um, I mean, I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> if somebody, I, I, there have been like, okay, let's talk about Anna Nicole Smith for there one minute. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what their age gap was, what, 30, 40, 50 years? A lot, really yeah. A lot, yeah. When so I feel like if somebody's going to be like, is that your daughter on a regular basis? 
or granddaughter, <laughs> let's be real. Um, that's too much, but that's just my personal opinion. And I have seen strangely large age gaps work perfectly. It just, I think sometimes mm -hmm. it's serious, but whatever. So I'm not, I don't want to say that I'm judging anybody. You know, I will say that I might look twice if you look like you could be somebody's grandparent, you know? Well, yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't like, even consider that that's what's going on. And, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas like with um, both of my sons, I pro probably less with my middle son because he has more of a baby face, but with my oldest, he's 22 years younger than me. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. I've been around in places where people have made strange assumptions and I do not like that. So when I'm with him, just the two of us somewhere. So I will always, <laughs> I will always make sure I refer to him <laughs> as my son or, or, you know, say some motherly stuff because I don't want people to assume weird stuff, but <laughs> irrelevant, but I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I wonder how many other parents in the, in the chat or you, you yourself have been mistaken for dating your oh, children because we look younger right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. well I guess we yeah maybe that's it I thought it's just because I look like, too much like mine that people it's obvious <laughs> they're, yeah, like, they're like little twins so <laughs> that's probably why my second one doesn't get I never get that with my second actually he's tall and big and everything but his, his <laughs> he looks like you yeah very much so I think yeah. I mean uh -huh. yeah the other two don't though so it's fine <laughs> anyway okay and then, but then, you know, some couples look alike too. They say that has this to This is true. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Off topic. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> just, just remembered. So anyway. Okay. You want, are we ready to jump in the chat? We can. Okay. I'm, I, I'm not ready, but. I will. It I'll takes start it off. You start because okay. it, it, it's, I'm looking on a little tiny screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So you start from the bottom, bottom I'll start from the top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Katrina says that her estranged husband is is a narcissist and she found him looking at you age gap videos on youtube is that some kind of a is that sort of a, uh, an intimacy thing <laughs> uh or is it i'm just interested she said it's gross so i'm gonna guess yeah <laughs> i don't know about well i have accidentally run across some videos on youtube that shocked me i'll give you that much but i try to stay clear <laughs> um i'm sorry that you so what it sounds like to me is that Wait, are you two are you two age gap people? Or are you looking at is he looking at age gap videos because he's cheating or something? I'm I'm just or dating someone else since you're strange. I don't know. Any thoughts for Katrina? Um, no, I, I okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry, I, I, got, I got mixed in there. Like, uh oh, it's wait. not really a question. So okay, that good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't okay. hear the question. Yeah, that one for us. Do you have a question? Uh, my ex groomed me into exactly what he wanted. This is Liz Earth Angel thirteen, uh, with violence. I was so young, I didn't understand for years what was going on. And you know that grooming can be completely nonviolent too. It can be subtle it can be like i was describing where they're grooming you to believe you're um you're just as intelligent as they are or you fit in with a social group and then they will take it away pull the rug out from under yeah. you right and um and you don't know what's going on because you at that point think it's you you've done something stupid you've said something stupid you didn't fit in whatever it is and yeah and then also doing it with violence and and being that young being a young person under you know we don't have life experience so when you're dating someone who has had 15 20 years life experience in the dating world and you have three you are completely naive you're completely moldable mm -hmm. you're groomable you yep. are even even people who have a keen wit and a keen you know are very astute and very can be uh, manipulated in this it's why it's always a situation to question for a second if right. you're getting into it right it's always like a red flag until it isn't sometimes it isn't it's great and other times mm -hmm. you've got yeah a predator on the other end yeah so could you read that question for me again it wasn't a question it was, oh, just, it was a comment. yeah it was a comment i'm looking for questions but i'm not seeing any yet um, um i have a comment and a question here's okay. a comment okay. comment from Kay spencer so ironic this is the subject today my fiance is 17 years older than me and I it's been a really hard day um so Kay please go ahead and put your questions or comments in the chat so we can um address those um and maybe we can offer you some kind of uh, support or comfort in that process um and then Jack says 
is this romantic relationships only or does this include other kinds of relationships too? Obviously, we're not talking about parent-child relationships. We're talking about friend relationships, mm-hmm. mentor relationships. Mentor happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did have that happen, actually. Yeah. I had someone kind of in a mentor space for whatever it was doing at the time. And he was, I want to say, 25 years older than me. Felt mm-hmm. like a safe, older dad kind of, you know, like person. And then, and then started grooming me and telling me things like just randomly slipping things in, like, well, I'm happy to be a safe male in your life, a safe older man in your life, you know? And I think I was probably 20, probably 32, something like that. So young enough, but not super young, you know? And, um, gosh, he was more than 25 years. Anyway, he groomed in that way, but it was so subtle and so just peppered in there over six months or so. And then one day it just flipped and he was overtly S-E mule and overtly and, and manipulating and um, making jokes at my expense. And it was the devalue hit the devalue plus uh, objectification. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and thought, is that what a narcissist looks like? Cause this is a long time ago. Right. And, and I went, Oh, gross. And I just backed off because it just felt so gross, you know? And yeah, yeah. I can't even, can't even imagine. I mean, yeah. yeah especially with somebody in the place of your mentor. Right. Right. right because you respect them. Right. You're, and then they're saying these little things like I'm a safe man in your life. And you're, that sounds really creepy to say out loud, but it was said in a way that it was like, made sense to the legit it, right. it made it seemed legit it made sense in the uh with the topic we were talking about or whatever and um and it's at that point in a in a friendship mentorship where the boundaries start to blur between a mentor and a friend mm-hmm. and you don't think you need to have them there because there's no reason this person can't be your friend right you would think right you would think <laughs> right yeah mm-hmm. all right yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that one. And I, and I can't imagine. Yeah, so um, other types of uh, relationships maybe are even acquaintance and coworkers and things like that, boss oh, yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think it's not just romantic. So just so everyone knows who's watching. <laughs> All right, um, let's see here. And then we have, wait a minute. Oh, do you have a question for us? No, I'm looking. Okay. Um... I've got, let's see. Smoking foxes is narcissistic or psychopath nature's way. They seem untouched by life. I want to live on a planet without these apex predators. I mean, I guess yes and no, it's nature and it's also nurture. So it's nature for some and the circumstances of their childhood for others. Yeah. What, read the question. I got distracted. Um, oh, is it is it nature's way to be psychopathic or narcissistic? Oh, they, they seem untouched by life. They're not untouched by life. They're depending yeah. on the the degree of the narcissism, right? They're either hiding and avoiding. They're all avoiding. They're avoiding accountability. They're avoiding um, growing up their psyche to a you know a healthy in a healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. They they're manifesting seem, differently in their trauma, in my opinion. They are. They're manifesting if if it's trauma that created it. For some of them, people are entitled, and it wasn't. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's, that's a kind of. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, say what you're. Gonna say. I just wanted to add on what I've seen is yes, there are some. In fact, I'm dealing with one family right now where their son, had, they had a pretty great life growing up, and it, no joke. And one of their three is completely out of control <laughs> and um yeah and and to the point that it's just strange to see how anyway um very very attractive um as like actually almost like a genius but mm-hmm. has what i would call acquired situational narcissism mm-hmm. um and and because people have seen the genius and appreciated it often Mm-hmm. And so it used to be, didn't have a lot of friends growing up, had some certain identity issues, things like this. But then now, I, you know, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there is such a thing as acquired situational narcissism right. where kids were loved perfectly fine. They were normal growing up. And then, although 
you could also look at in this person's case the bullying that they experienced and a few other things as possible trauma <laughs> right um i think what i'm trying to say is yes acquired situational narcissism is real but also sometimes you can look a little harder and see the trauma somewhere um or the perceived trauma right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it might have been again a, a loving family and everything was amazing and awesome maybe the kid had some behavioral issues and something happened this happened with one of my longtime clients um and and the child of this person the child was highly talented beautiful amazing perfect but uh but so you would think situation you know situational but as they got older you know that they acquired it but this was something that was really going on since birth <laughs> pretty much uh the kid was didn't get along with other kids there you go um, mm -hmm. and you know yeah. it went from there it's so, how they were born that that's the nature part where it's like the nature part how, how their brain yes functions and other people if they had em empathy from birth right. or from as it's developed Jewish. yeah, yeah. Um, they would have handled the trauma differently or the situations differently, or maybe not even seen the situations as trauma exactly. like obstacles or whatever. So, yes. mm -hmm. so it's also perception is, you're, this is a really good thing you brought up here. Perception is really important because they, a lot of people, because of the way their brain is structured, will perceive things as more traumatic than they are. And then we also have to take two steps back from that and say, everybody in the, probably 90% of every. 99.9% of people have some trauma in their life, right? Of course, yes. Right, different levels, different- Different levels, different experiences, right. different reasons, but yeah. And it's easy for us even to look at our own trauma, even as serious as it was and go, there were people who had it worse, because it's true, right? Right, right. And, right. But, but at the same time, we, <laughs> we don't want to minimize anyone's trauma because just because my trauma might no. have been a little harder than this person's and it wasn't as good as that or as big as that person's, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't make it less than for me. Does that make sense? That, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, how many of us think, I know I have, or have been told, not to think, yeah. have been told by a therapist or otherwise, that was trauma, you know? And you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. traumatic. Oh, okay. Many, that makes how sense. Many times? Yeah, like how it's many? not even like I'm, you know, you're going, yeah. oh, I had all this trauma. It's like, <gasps> Oh, I thought that was normal. Okay. Yeah. I have clients yeah. call me and they think everything is, well, I don't know. I don't understand this. I had a great childhood. I think it's fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, well, tell me about your childhood. Oh, <laughs> here it goes. You know, they were emotionally abandoned or neglected yeah, or yeah, even yeah. abused. And they just thought that was normal. You know? Exactly. All the time yeah. I hear that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you can so point that to a client. But that's all just to like, just show that we all handle trauma differently. And some people, when they mm -hmm. have the tendencies and the, and their brain is wired in a way that mm -hmm. they do not have enough empathy, enough firing in the brain where empathy fires, then it turns inward. It turns self-important. It turns into protecting the ego at all cost and mm -hmm. the lack of accountability that goes along with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Ellen C says her first narcissist was five years older. Second one was five years younger. But they were both giant children. <laughs> we talk about that because <laughs> listen, I don't think I think that's accurate because I don't think it matters. Emotionally, most narcissists are lucky to be teenagers, if that. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I laughed because I thought I was when she wrote giant children. It occurred to me right before I met my current husband. I talked to, didn't really date, but talked to a guy um, for a while. You know, who um. <laughs> He was, what did it say? Um, he told me he was a man toddler. And at the time I thought that was so cute. And in hindsight, I realized that was so obviously telling me something. And I was just lucky that I had moved on from him. I just made a video on Peter Pan syndrome. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have one in my archive called um, Four Ways Narcissists Are Like Toddlers. So mm -hmm. there's that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's pretty funny, but accurate. Okay. Yeah. I feel you giant children. I got you. <laughs> Ellen. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a question for us? I do not. I'm looking here. Pretty okay. and paranormal says, I'm sorry. I realize these people have had trauma, but I can't feel bad for them anymore. Make excuses for them or bad behavior. Mm -hmm. You're correct. Yeah. And and you don't need to feel bad for them. No one's telling yeah. you to feel bad for. I always say if you feel empathy and you feel like if your empathy makes you, creates a feeling of 
wanting to protect them, wanting to and feeling bad for them, think twice about where that empathy is going, because 100%. they they are toxic uh, enough to uh, be hurting you or hurting others. Mm -hmm. It's misplaced um, action on empathy. Go ahead and feel it, and if you don't feel it, that's okay too, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's actually to me when we when we get to the point that this person is talking about where we don't um, want to feel sorry for them or can't feel sorry for them anymore. It's sort of like that's accurate empathy because you're empathizing with them directly. You're feeling their feelings. They don't care about you. Why should you care about them? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. On top of that, um, there there's this. Remember that you had trauma too. Yeah. <laughs> like, heck yeah. You know, yeah. you can't. Uh -huh excuse their behavior because of mm -hmm. trauma because do you act like a complete whatever 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 they are no <laughs> right because no. you have empathy you can, you and if i do them. have a tantrum when i'm triggered then i understand it and talk about it exactly right and take yeah. accountability for it it's and you might even say during the tantrum i'm sorry i know i shouldn't be doing this but this is just happening I'm again. triggered go away <laughs> right i mean if you're with someone who understands exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's the kind of thing i would do if i was doing that Okay. <laughs> um, Liz Earth Angel says, mine was 21 years older. I was 18. He was 39. That disgusts and horrifies me. I'm sorry. No disrespect to yourself, but I'm pretty sure that, wait a minute, wait a minute. How old is it? So, okay. 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 20, 21 years. Well, that makes sense. That's 22 years older than my child, my first child. So that is a, it makes me want to vomit a little bit when I think about somebody. <laughs> I think that's just me though, because it could have been amazing if, if, it works, but I just feel like 18 year olds are children still. Do you feel like that, Liz? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that, Liz? Please. Liz, Liz, I do. I'm trying to say her name. <laughs> I have a client named Liz. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, yes, it feels they are, in a sense, coming out of their teenage years and becoming a young adult. So they're still in that in between. They're right. Now, to be fair, yeah. I think females are a little more mature emotionally at 18 than males. And I'm, I think, be wrong, do you think? Usually, yeah, <laughs> usually. Well, the yeah. only reason I say this is because I look at um, my, my children, only one of them isn't 18 yet. And well, I think the boys were different levels of mature. Um, the girl is um, already past both of them in certain ways. Isn't it interesting, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And it's only 14, so yeah, interesting. But they're all good, so I'm not complaining. Um, anyway. Let's see. Um, but no, I just wanted to say one more thing about the, um, the, the relationship that Liz is talking about. Um, I'm guessing, you know, she, since she's here and I'm assuming that's a narcissist. Uh, and, and in that case, I, I feel like that could be incredibly dangerous for a young lady of that oh, age. Oh yeah. 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 Young anyone of that age. It's, it well, is true. Dangerous. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It um, is. Yeah, because young women are driven by different things than young men at that age, typically. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, <laughs> an attractive 39-year-old woman could own any 18-year-old boy if she tried hard enough, I think. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I mean, with certain things. I'm going to stop. You all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, tell us more, Liz. Tell us more. All right. Do you have a question for us? I'm looking here. Darlene is talking about the not caring or the, I cannot, I can't not care about them, but putting up with their abuse won't erase the pain or make them care. It just makes us all miserable, makes us miserable too. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing. You can care about what you care about, but of course don't act on it because that's what keeps you stuck in. If that is creating guilt that makes you stay with a narcissistic person, then that needs to be looked at. Hold on. What are you talking about? Oh, we're talking about caring about a narcissist. Um, the other topic. I'm going on two topics here. I get, no one's talking about the other stuff at the end. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got distracted. No, it's okay. That's okay. That's okay. okay. Uh, so go ahead. Carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt. But there was something I wanted to say to that. that now I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> putting up their abuse doesn't erase their pain. Oh, putting up. It's okay. gone, you guys. Okay. My, my okay. brain. Yeah. Putting up with the abuse doesn't erase the pain. That's still an important point. Um, I'm going to touch on it real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah. So, so I think um, that should be heard by everyone, age gap or not, because we do, a lot of us are empaths just by nature, even though I'm going to remind you that 
when we say that, <laughs> we might just be extra sensitive and extra aware because we were so deeply traumatized. You know, mm-hmm. and we had to learn. For me, I had to learn. I mean, now I really do feel people, but I really had to learn to read face or facial expressions um, early because I needed to know what was going to happen. You know what right. I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And then there's the difference between that and, and being empathic, which for me, learning to active listen created yeah. mm-hmm. the ability to see the empathy instead of it being people pleasing or yeah, a radar yeah. to stay safe. Stay safe. Right. And, and it's, yeah. I think, I think what I was dealing with was a certain form of hypervigilance at the yep. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even said before I recognized what the, you know, the term empath, I, I would even say that the only reason I'm good at reading people is because of this, this over here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before I became, I like the term empath a lot better, let me be honest. Um, and I do, I am, I can read people like a book. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. But uh-huh. now I understand it from a, both a psychological and sociological standpoint and the woo-woo part, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I like the woo-woo part better, but the facts are what they are. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I would. I would bet that most people who can read people as well as I can are also abuse survivors or at least trauma survivors mm-hmm. on some level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Full side topic. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Ellen, I'm sorry. Um, Anita says. How about the older narcissist with a younger partner as an ego booster? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, heck and, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it, because it, especially, well, even when it's, I think it's more frowned upon when it's a female who's older for some reason by society, but. Because we're weird in our society about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even when it's a, um, an older, <clears throat> pardon me, an older man with a younger woman, very often it's look what I caught, look what I could get. You know, and then people always think, let's be honest, they always think, oh, she's with him for the money, right? Mm-hmm. Or she's using him for something. And then the same thing, vice versa, you know, when it's the other way around. But yeah, certainly, I, th- I would say that a large percentage of older narcissists with younger partners, it's all about the ego and getting the boost, mm-hmm. yeah, at least partially. It's that, is. and then they can control because the person is in such a different place in life. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they just are. Yeah. 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 I do know one couple where the man is like in his late thirties and the woman is like right around my age. I mean, which is, I'm 47. Anyway, um, my point is it seems like a bit of an age gap, but it's not like, it seems they, they work like soulmates. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Right. right. And it's really great. So the, the two of them are perfect for each other. They don't, lucky for her she doesn't even look older than him <laughs> but <laughs> you know that's pretty great um so people don't even think twice but so but i guess that's that's still an age gap i mean that's still like it like is and it's, it's you know? if it's healthy it's it's like anything you know you can have any situation when you right. throw a narcissist in the mix it becomes toxic mm-hmm. and yeah. so this is more like to examine not it's not a judgment on age gaps. It's a judgment on narcissistic relationships and age gaps mm-hmm. or, or a, an examining of that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in their case, and I, I wanted to bring this up just in case somebody watching is feeling offended <laughs> because in, in the case of this couple I'm talking about, first of all, they didn't even meet until they were, you know, a couple of years ago, I think, or something like that. So it's not like they were, she was, you know, I, anyway, let's move on. But you're right. This is not about judging at all Mm -mm. okay here we have one from darlene oh i wait a minute darlene pause one second my (laughs) grandmother married her first very abusive husband when she was um 15 years old or maybe even 14 my mother was born when she was 15 Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can imagine (laughs) the amount of toxicity that led to that point on both of their parts um and and she was and and then 12 years later she gathered up all her kids in the middle of the night she ran away so good for her. Um, but, and she then married the love of her life. It was amazing. I loved all of her kids as his own. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, but I am saying she, she went through hell as a mm-hmm. young lady and mm-hmm. yeah, but then she, she took control and she did what she had to do. So I was always proud of her for that. Um, but anyway, Darlene's situation, 19 years, she says, between my brother and his wife, now his widow, um, it was healthy. 13 years between my maternal grandparents was also a healthy relationship. But I have also been in a 15-year age gap myself, and he was controlling. 
that's a that's exactly kind of what I was saying. Like yeah. there are good mm -hmm. and bad. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's good and bad. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's when yeah. you get that toxic person in this mix, right. you have more. They have more power. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot. <clears throat> it's a lot. And like in my in my grandparents' situation, the my biological grandfather was abusive probably from day one. But my grandma had grown up in a very huge family. She was one of the last two born, you know, and <clears throat> it was just different. And then when, when I was talking about her second husband, he was, I think, 10 or 12 years older, but it was just perfect. You know, he was, they were, he loved her until the very day he died. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it was a beautiful thing to see. You know what I mean? Of course. So, yeah. 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 And that's the only grandfather I ever knew. My mom was 12 when they divorced, you know, the first. So, yeah. Anyway. Moving right along. <laughs> um, I found a question mark. What does it say? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it says yet. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> Pretty and paranormal again. It says, the question that I have is how are they able to morph into different characters to fit the narrative? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> May I start? You can. Um, uh, yeah. You know, when the, at the beginning of the relationship, when they ask you 87,000 questions about yourself and you feel so seen and loved because nobody else seen was they even interested previously or your parents didn't pay attention or whatever maybe that didn't happen to you that happened to me uh, when anytime anyone showed interest in my self mm -hmm. or tried to see me for who I was and then would also offer compliments I'll tell me all tell me everything you know I don't do that anymore uh, but I did I did that um I would tell them all the things and I would th then wonder later how do they know how to hurt me so much but it's the same thing with the morbid they turn themselves into someone that you might love just to get whatever they want which again maybe they, maybe in the beginning their love is real i'm going to use another example outside of myself one person i know um a female <laughs> she went through during our friendship went through probably well i'll just count them through it's like 10 different men over maybe more than that but 10 that stuck for a minute over the course of just under 20 years um, and for each one, she became a different person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, <laughs> it is not a pretty thing to watch, but it's almost amusing because it's so mm -hmm. shocking. Um, mm -hmm. but I mean, right down to style, fashion, right down to tone of voice and views on the world and whether or not we're religious and whether or not we believe this or that. Like huge belief shifts and huge yes. uh, belief shifts, like beliefs as if they're real. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like it, outrageously. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's shocking. Yeah, right. So I, I think it comes from that beginning part where they're asking all the questions, and then they literally will watch you and what you do and who you like, and, and they will become yeah. you. Yeah, uh -huh. mirroring. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, well, that and they remember that. I mean, she answered the question in the question. How do they do it to fit the narrative? They do it to fit the narrative. So they create the narrative that they want the world to be based on what suits them and then they find ways to make everything around them fit that narrative that's why mm -hmm. if you look at a narcissistic family structure it literally is like a cult or like a system because everyone's put in a role and they will play that role to suit the narrative of the narcissist and so therefore that narcissist can maintain the narrative because they've got everyone else controlled about how they with how they behave Mm -hmm. So that's partially why they build you up and devalue you. They're keeping you in a box of where they need you so that it's yeah. easy for them to play a role and, and mm -hmm. continue on with their, their, the narrative that they, they also will change the narrative. Like Angie was saying for different people or different situations. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it, I think it's like some kind of like myopic focus where they can just focus on that being the truth so that they can avoid everything else that is the truth and avoid all accountability and all being real in a relationship. And it's, they can act from there and behave from that place. Yeah. It feels, yeah. it gives them feelings, it gives them supply. I totally, yeah, all that's true. Yeah. yeah. yeah I have a whole little, little cluster of ladies talking here about, um, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, talking about so pretty paranormal says anything over five years is too much too many years and I think there's some wiggle room there but I will say that the husband that I still am with is only three years older than me <laughs> and, and so we can we know all the same 
pop culture things and you know like he would have been a senior when I was a freshman that kind of stuff you know so it's a little bit it you know it is what it is um but but I don't think that's necessarily true because I do like I said I know couples who are for, much further than five years apart were very successful and happy and healthy oh yeah yeah you know yeah. so I certainly would never judge anyone I, I mean I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna judge I will judge if you, your your age cap looks like you're the person could be your parent or grandparent. And I will quietly judge. <laughs> I won't say anything. Not gonna Secret. lie. <laughs> right. right, right. But I mean, other outside of that, like, I, I don't care. And I don't even care about that. I just notice. And I go, hmm. Exactly. Oh. It's noticing versus, yeah, yeah, it's not your business. It's just. Right, right. And, but it, here's the thing. If someone comes to us in a coaching capacity and says, yeah. this is what's going on, it's not that we're going to judge the client or the person. We're going no. to judge the situation and yes. say, wait a minute, this person had a giant modicum of control here. They, they had all this life experience on, you know, over you that, well, and, or, yep. or they don't, or they're playing naive, being younger and using you for what you have. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. And, and so like, I say this, I better not say this. Um, <laughs> if you have to ask. <laughs> probably not. You're probably right. Okay. Um, this, okay. A couple things here. Darlene says that her narcissist father left her mother for a woman that was only two years older than her. Again, to your father, I say, ew. <laughs> but, but with that being said, I apologize for saying that. Um, but with that being said, again, it, it, it is uncomfortable, isn't it? To, to imagine that your father or your mother is, you know, with somebody so close to your own age. Yeah, it's awkward at best awkward. I think for most yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. many people. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, that one friend I was talking about, um, she dated someone closer to her, one of her children's age than herself. And I'm pretty sure that's what caused the breakdown that followed for the child. Um, oh, that's anyway, so sad. Yeah. It's very sad. And, and the worst part of that is he probably would have been perfect for the kid. <laughs> Oh, even weirder, right? Yeah. So what that tells me, if this was a mother, mm -hmm. is that the narcissistic mother is maintaining that her child can't have autonomy in a life by taking the available people around. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. yuck. Yes. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh -huh. Disgusting. Um, like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Then Rosanna says, um, or Rosanna, I'm not sure if I'm saying it, Rosanna, I'm not sure, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, I'm going to say Rosanna because two S's. Um, she says, he was 11 years older, and after two years of love, it was followed by eight years of abuse she's healing now. Ellen adds, well, to be honest, I did date someone 25 when I was 45, but I quickly got out of it before they became the third ex. Good for you. Um, yeah, so, and Liz talks about Liz Earth Angel talks about uh, her ex screaming her into exactly what he wanted with violence. You already talked, touched on that one. Yeah. So, so my point is this exactly, exactly as he cares for me. Can't read it. Ah, it went away. Anyway, she was saying basically it just depends on the situation, uh, mm -hmm. which I totally agree with. Mm -hmm. So, my, we've already said everything we need to say about those comments, I think, because what it all comes down to is that. Again, there are plenty of healthy relationships and unhealthy ones. Of we're course. We're talking yeah. about the, yeah. We're talking about how it looks when a narcissist is involved in this kind of situation and what age that, gap. yeah, the age gap, how they use the age gap. Yes. To, yeah. To their mm -hmm. advantage. So the younger guys and girls, we've already talked about how that kind of works, so they control it in a different way than the older ones. But, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that um, being a, you know, being a man or, a woman being younger or older is wrong. That's all. Anything else for you? Do you want to add to that, Lise? No, but I think we. Okay. okay. I think we're over time. Are we over time? No, maybe, maybe not. Um, okay, guys, I'm going to give you one minute. If you want to add any other questions, we'll try to answer There's them. question here. Do we think that over the past few years, social media has exploded and has that created more narcissists? I don't think it's created more narcissists. I think it's created. Okay, here's, here's the thing. There's narcissists with NPD, people who are heavily narcissistic, which we can't diagnose anyone, right? So people who are heavily narcissistic, who are toxic in relationships because they won't or cannot get help and don't care about it. Then there's a level of 
narcissistic behavior or narcissistic traits mm-hmm. like the ultimate selfies all the time, <laughs> right? Or can't go anywhere without your face in it. And that's not necessarily making a narcissist. It's just self-absorbed behavior. Yeah. And I don't, I think that is the type of thing social media creates. I think what social, I don't think it's creating more narcissists. It may be that more narcissists are using social media to get attention. So we see them more. Yes. Well, and also it it is just that, that I think we see them more and our society gives more opportunities for the narcissism to, yes, exactly. Lauren, Lauren says, I think it's created a culture of narcissism. Uh, NPD, because remember, yeah. narcissism at its very core, the very basic definition is self-interest. Right, okay? not a bad thing. So, yeah. Right, we need to have self-interest to get up out of bed and put clothes on in the morning. Right. You know, really, we do. And that, so that's not toxic. The only people, I don't even, yeah, it, it's just it's just elevated that part of the culture, the self-interest part. And and quite honestly, we all enjoy self-interest sometimes. We have mm-hmm. We have to, or we have nothing, right? You have to love something about yourself where you have to have, you know, sometimes be a little selfish. When you stop loving things about yourself and you stop being selfish a little bit, not excessively, not to anyone else's detriment, mind you, but just you have to care about your own needs too. And, and a lot of you guys here today, you maybe don't right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because maybe you're still in the relationship and you're still being daily, you know, getting the daily beat downs or whatever. And so I, because I know there was a period of time when I had no self-interest, I only wanted that person to not be mad at me. And it was a lot of my life. <laughs> so, you know, it's ugly. Um, yeah. Uh, I do think cared. there's a level though of like, there's a yes and a no to it because there is a level of not caring about anyone else, a lack of empathy that comes mm-hmm. from s- not just social media, but all media, all the way our culture is anymore. That, mm-hmm. you know, it does have... Am I trying to say um, more room for narcissistic glorification? Sure, and and the taking selfies and using filters and all that kind of stuff—that's not toxic. No, unless, but, but it is self. It, it's self. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. more. Yeah. Self love. People. Self love can be very healthy. It can be yeah, totally can, and that type like who cares if someone takes a selfie? Right. What if, what if, what if they think they're pretty? Oh my gosh. Yay. No, 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 don't think no. you're pretty. Right. No, I mean, right. It's a, yes and a no. I want people to think they're pretty because people are pretty. But, <laughs> then putting, but then having a standard by which you're supposed to look that other people aren't as good as that's when you get the right. conflict of like, it's this, but this has been going on forever. I mean, I can remember yeah. growing up in the seventies and you were supposed to have, you know, a leg gap and very skinny and a certain shade of blonde and, you know, have mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And that was literally the standard to grow up by. And to me, that's like objectification creating, does that create, do you see what I'm saying? I don't think it's changed. I think it's just shifted. Well, it's shifted because, you know, I was, I was, I don't remember the seventies. I remember the eighties, right. That, and because like, I tell anyway. how much older I am then. No, you're not that much older than you. What are you like? You're the same age as Bill, aren't you? You're like, anyway, three it's years older, right? I think. Yeah. No. Oh, you're, you're two years. Oh, wait. Oh, that's Here. not right. I'm you're eight years older than him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you don't look that age, by the way. Can I just mention to you? Thanks. Um, I think we look the same age. Whatever. And I think I look younger than 47. How about? Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. But but we do look, I think we look really close um, in age. But what was I trying to tell you that for? You grew up in the 80s and you remember the, oh. yeah. Right. Um, the side gap thing was sort of still around, um, but I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but what, what I did care about is, is I didn't have giant, um, in the nineties, it was, it, it was the boobs, I think, cause I, I don't even think, anyway, um, <laughs> it was a Pam Anderson. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. yeah. The nineties was yeah. a different look, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. That's what and I'm so, saying though. I think it's always, there's always been this. Some image that we're all trying to live up to that yeah. is not realistic and actually like who defines beauty whatever yeah. you know <laughs> actually I, mean, I actually I think I appreciate more some of the beauty standards of today although I wish they were beauty standards back when I 
I know. Don't you think that? Like, wait, how come I didn't get to do like what was I, the hair? What's the right? Oh, the hair. Did you have the okay? Not me, no. <laughs> oh, I did. Well, I had the hair. No, no, no. Yeah, like I could show you pictures. So much hairspray. Totally <laughs> <laughs> Curling arts. There's a oh, bad, bad, bad. We have a good question here that I don't think we have time to answer, but I want to address. This is what is an enabler? It got, uh, is it a coward with narcissistic traits or an empath who got manipulated into doing the bidding for a narcissist? And what I wanted to say was, Joey, that is a great topic. And I think we should cover that as a whole topic instead of yeah. the question. And if not here, then I will. So either way, we should. No, both. we totally should. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it could be anywhere both of those things. It's, it is both of those and then some. Yeah. So it's a, it's, yeah. so thank you yeah. and stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right. That is a good note for us to uh, walk out. Of. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Just let me read a comment and then we'll go. All right. Back to the social media thing. Um, he cares for me says the young people have learned from social media that it's all about you and what your life looks like as opposed to what it is like. And I think that's so incredibly true. So I wanted to bring that forth and say, even, oh, we could talk about it all day. We'll talk about it another day, but you look at uh, movies about high school today. <laughs> They're all looking at their phones, even in the dang movies. I'm just all going to say, all right, <laughs> that's it. Lisa, Lisa, any other comments you want to bring? No, I can keep reading, so I'm stopping. <laughs> okay, I know me too. Okay. We love your comments. We love these discussions. We will be back uh, next Tuesday. Lise, when is your next live stream over on your channel? Um, I, what's in it? 12.20? I was going to try and get over there right now, but I don't okay. think I can. So tomorrow? Ooh, sorry about that. Um, and, oh, no, it's not your fault. I just... Okay. So see Lise tomorrow over at um, Lise Kalucci yeah. Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Support. Oh, what a, um, and, and you can just... Um, it'll be on the end of this. It'll be right here right now in the... When the thing comes back, it'll be right next to her head. It's like that. And you look at my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, um, I think Samarine might share it in the chat. And uh, for those who are currently still here, and we will talk to you guys next week. And you'll see Lise tomorrow, and I'll have new I'm videos for you. Fawning, fawning behaviors. Oh, so, fawning behaviors. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So go check it out. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Angie. All right, Lise. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. I'll see you soon. Bye.